Today on CityCast Pittsburgh. Okay, it's been a weekend. So let's try to unpack what Roe v. Wade falling means for Pennsylvania and what's happening in and around our neighboring states where abortion bans went into effect immediately. There's a lot to take in. It's Monday, June 27th. I'm Morgan Moody, and this is CityCast Pittsburgh. Yeah, this was the vibe on Friday. Everyone was outraged and outraging. Um, So now that we've had a couple of days to digest the news, lead producer Megan Harris and I wanted to check in, I don't know, um, about what we know (laughs) (laughs) and what we can expect over the next few weeks. Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, uh, let's just say it again for the record, abortion is still legal in Pennsylvania, yes. um, but it's not guaranteed. Um, so we're going to get into exactly what that means and what to watch for. But first, Morgan, I want to jump back to the immediate aftermath um, when the ruling came down. I know you went down to Planned Parenthood like minutes after the decision dropped. You posted some pictures. People looked pretty happy in those photos you posted. Yeah, you know, um, there's usually protesters out there every day, every day of the week, usually. Um, So really, this was no different, but they were out there celebrating, you know, the verdict coming down. When I got there, there was a woman on her way out the door. Um, Her name was also Megan, but she said (laughs) a a good name. (laughs) Great name. Uh, She said a protester tried to stop her before she went in. The first lady told me that I shouldn't be killing my baby. And then I told her that I was there for a breast exam and she just kept going and going. She was not happy about the news. Um, I think it's really scary. I think it's unfortunate that we're regressing so much as a country, but I have faith in organizations like this and I'm just, I'm hopeful that we'll be okay. But you said other people were there celebrating. Um, I think I saw a Pride fan or something. What, what was going on? Yeah, there were people out there waving uh, rainbow flags that said life wins. I talked to a few of them. This is Maria Oswald, an anti-abortion activist with Rehumanize International. It's a local nonprofit that advocates for life on a bunch of platforms, even torture and the death penalty. I'm very excited. I mean, this is what we've hoped for for a long time. Um, So I'm I'm feeling optimistic uh, just in that this is, for me, this is a first step, a very monumental moment in Uh, human rights. And so excited, but also I know this is only the beginning. I know that after this, you know, it's just throwing it back to the States. So there's still going to be a a huge battle going on there. That must have been really fun for you, Morgan. Uh, What was, uh, I don't know, what was that like being down there right then hearing that? I think I really had to disassociate from myself and just, you know, know that I was there to cover both sides of things and um, to report what was happening. And I think that's really where I'm still at. I still am slightly disassociated from myself from Friday. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. (laughs) Um, Well, and then, you know, you jump right back into it. Uh, You and our newsletter editor, Francesca DeBecco, went back downtown to the rallies Friday night. I think I thought it was just going to be one event, but then you said you found out there were two, actually. 
Yeah, so I saw this post from Latasha Mays. Who's running for office, but has been the longtime leader of New Voices for Reproductive Justice here in town. Yes, so I knew anything she posts had to be absolutely true. And it said that um, (laughs) she would be speaking at a protest starting at five o'clock at the same location, so at the city county building. Um, So the first one was at five. That was the Women's March of Pittsburgh. One Hood was involved with that, um, I think also in conjunction with Planned Parenthood of Western Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah. And so then immediately after that, it was in the same spot. It was the Abortion Defense Committee started their actual march. So the first part was just kind of like speakers, and then it was the actual march. And that one was co-organized by a bunch of organizations, including Justice for Jim Rogers, and um, the people leading it were very young. A lot of them were even high school graduates, recent high school graduates. God, can you imagine being that together and politically engaged at that age? Not like at I'm, all. I'm in awe of the kids. They're great. Not at all. I was so concerned about <laughs> like video countdown shows. Right. <laughs> um, a slight aside. Um, did you figure out why there were two events like that, or you know what was going on there? I didn't. I didn't find out exactly what happened, but I did see from Sisters PGH that uh, they were not happy about One Hood scheduling this right before their event, um, you know, because they just kind of felt like it was going to overshadow a lot of the young voices that they had brought out to speak. Interesting. Um, So what were the events like? Like what, uh, how were the speakers talking? Who were they, I guess? And what was the tone? Yeah. I mean, at the Women's March, they had, you know, they brought out all the big dogs. They had Mayor Ganey, Summer Lee, Chris Deluzio. Uh, Those two are both running for office. Summer's in the 12th district. Chris is in the 17th, right? Right, yeah. Uh, community leaders like Miracle Jones from One Hood spoke. She's amazing. Uh, she's amazing and, uh, you know, really commanded the crowd. So they had some great speakers there, even uh, representatives from Planned Parenthood here, Morgan Overton. They're also mm-hmm. running for um, Allegheny County Democratic Committee. So, you know, the the tone I felt like of that rally was really kind of like, if you're as angry as we are, get out and vote. <sighs> I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, they're right. They're absolutely right. But like, I don't know. Does that message do anything for you in this moment? Not for me, because I'm a regular voter and this still happened, (laughs) you know? So sometimes it does feel very disempowering uh, as a woman. And I imagine a lot of the people in the crowd uh, feel that way, too. I don't know. It just, yeah, I agree with everybody who's saying that. But I also want to be like, yeah, but. Yeah, it was two very different rallies. The first one was very much so focused on like, get out there, vote, like, let's do what we have to do civically to like get these people out of power, right? And we do have to do that. The second rally, which was the march, which was led by these these beautiful young people of, of Pittsburgh, were, were basically saying like, we're taking back our power. It was more revolutionary. Um, so it was, it was kind of like two very different movements, but a, a nice balance. Interesting. Yeah. Um, well, and I guess just to round it all out a little bit, uh, we tried to talk to a bunch of our CityCast colleagues, too. Um, you know, CityCast is expanding all over the country. Uh, it's kind of fun to be a part of. Um, in Salt Lake, they're dealing with an immediate trigger ban. Our Houston team, God, Texas has been a problem. And then, of course, Chicago, Denver, um, and our DC folks are starting this week to produce a podcast, um, but they're all pretty protected um, and likely to be okay through all of this. But it sounds like there was a pretty big outcry Friday everywhere. Yeah, we checked in with Carrie Shepard, the lead producer over at CityCast Chicago, to figure out what the vibes were from the protests going on over there. We actually sent a freelancer there, and she got some really great tape of, you know, the speeches, but also just like a range of folks from everything like, you know, a guy who's like, I don't really know what to do. I know I'm upset. 
I know I feel useless, I know, but I just want to be here and show that I support people who are seeking abortion care to people who are like, I had to come. Look, I have a 20-year-old daughter who's not going to have the same rights I had to a grandmother who shared an emotional story that, you know, she wouldn't have her grandson if abortion was not available because her daughter-in-law was pregnant with twins and had an eptopic pregnancy and, you know, had to terminate one of the twins and could have died if she didn't have that option. So a range of emotions, but also just anger. And the big message from everyone from politicians to lawmakers to activists is like, the Supreme Court will not stop here. This is just the beginning of stripping rights away. Yeah, so that was all in Federal Plaza. Um, and of course, you know, all of these, you know, city cast exists in cities. So the vibe is going to be a little bit different there than it is, um, say, in the middle of some of our states. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it listening to the rhetoric that I'm hearing from, you know, all of these different protests and rallies and, you know, just group conversations seems like it was probably pretty nice to feel your feels in a group out in public all at once right after. I don't know. It seemed cathartic. It it certainly was because it wasn't the typical, um, you know, we're out here, women power. I, these women were mad as hell. These people were mad as hell. And, um, and <laughs> the signs I, you know- looked mad as hell. Uh, there was a really good montage from our friends over at City Paper. Um, they were definitely bringing out the big guns with Lisa Cunningham posting a lot of uh, profanity laden signs. We'll link to it um, on our social. So let's talk about where we are. Uh, Saying it again, abortion is legal in Pennsylvania, uh, but there are some restrictions. Yes. You can only get an abortion up to 24 weeks. That's it. Um, There is mandatory counseling involved, a 24-hour wait period, which can turn into like multiple days if anything gets kind of, you know, hairy with the scheduling. Yeah. And judicial consent for young people, so under the age of 18. Yeah. Another thing, too, is that Pennsylvania is something of a haven. I know some people feel weird about that word. Uh, For surrounding states, um, especially here in western Pennsylvania, you know, New Jersey and New York, they're protected. But Ohio is about to have a six-week ban come into play and West Virginia posted some tragic photos and video and other things of clinics just abruptly shutting down on Friday. They didn't really have any choice. Yeah, I feel like, you know, anybody kind of paying attention over the past several years, but certainly over the past couple of weeks, couple of months, uh, we kind of knew this was coming. CityCast Pittsburgh talked to a few providers when news of the leaked decision first dropped back in May. Yeah, uh, Katrina Lipinski is a certified nurse midwife at the Allegheny Reproductive Health Center. She gets people pregnant and helps people become not pregnant, uh, sometimes both back to back on the same day. This is what she told me back then. We already see patients from Texas, I don't know, like every other week. Um, And after Kentucky passed their ban, which then was put on hold, we had two patients call from Kentucky the next day. So for us, it's already happening, you know, in places like Oklahoma, after SBA in Texas passed, wait times went to like three weeks because so many Texas patients were then trying to access care in Oklahoma and there was still Oklahoma patients. So potentially these are things that clinics like clinics here in Pittsburgh even are going to see potentially longer wait times, which means, you know, contingency planning and that's happening. Yeah, providers in Pittsburgh and Pennsylvania are are preparing for an influx of people seeking abortion care from those outside states, West Virginia, Ohio, 
Kentucky even. Um, Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Pennsylvania has actually been monitoring and reporting uh, abortion data since as early as 1975. So I pulled some stats from my health department. Um, It looks like 83% of our abortions in 2019, so that's the most recent year that we have data, were in one of five counties. Of course, one of them is Allegheny, um, which is where most of the providers are. That makes sense. But the influx expectation, you know, we keep hearing about it, but looking back at 2019, 2018, 2017, then we were seeing like six to seven percent of people were actually from out of state. Um, So it'll be interesting to see how those numbers shift in 2020, 2021, 2022, especially like, you know, do we really end up with that big bump that everyone's expecting? Yeah, especially here in Allegheny County, because we're really the closest to a lot of these states, these um, Midwestern and Southern states that would be people that would be seeking access. Exactly. I mean, Katrina herself even posted on behalf of the Allegheny Reproductive Health Center that they were getting calls from clinics as far away as Cleveland saying, like, we can't schedule more than six weeks out. So we're going to send people to you. Like, can you imagine like one center? And I mean, I know it's not one center, but like one center being like the place that the entire city of Cleveland is going to send their people like they just don't have the resources for that. When we talked to them, nay, they said that they were barely able to keep up with the scheduling as it was. And that's terrifying, too, to think that there's going now be this influx of people. And, you know, I I know these clinics have promised to provide the same level of care, but and they want to. Absolutely. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. At some point it has to become inevitable, though. Yeah. um, And of course, our general election in November could switch all of this up. Morgan, do you want to walk us through the candidates and what they've been saying so far? I do. Uh, So there is Democratic candidate Josh Shapiro. He said he'll defend abortion rights. Um, And there's Republican candidate Doug Mastriano. Your very favorite. Man. <laughs> he's a literal supervillain. Um, he's pledged to completely ban all abortions. Um, that does he, he thinks it doesn't matter if you are raped, if it's a product of incest, if the pregnant person's life is at all in danger um, because of the pregnancy. That sh- he believes that that child has the right to live. Yeah, uh, he's also sponsored legislation that would ban abortion once a fetal heartbeat is detected. So like that is making its way through the state legislature, along with a constitutional amendment um, that says the right to abortion isn't guaranteed in the state constitution, um, which is a similar argument as Dobbs, the one that went to the Supreme Court. So that could go on the ballot as early as May 2023. It's terrifying um, thinking what could happen in yeah. a few short months. Well, and our legislature is led entirely by Republican Party as well. Um, You know, in our state house, our state Senate, Governor Wolf has promised to veto anything that, you know, contradicts abortion protections up to this point. And he has three times, but he's term limited this year. So it's going to be Shapiro or Mastriano on our ballots and ultimately affecting whether Pennsylvania remains protected and legal or, you know, those protections become stronger or it's you know not available to us either and we're traveling either to illinois to our colleagues at citycast chicago or to dc four hours away or to new york state it's it's a lot up in the air right now yeah exactly so you know the message of the women's march of voting you know really is important actually for this election coming up it's always important but it's even more so um, yeah. in November. And this might not be the end of it. You know, um, Justice Clarence Thomas has already come out saying that he thinks that the Supreme Court should reconsider um, the cases of Griswold Lawrence. 
what is it, Obergefell? Yeah. Obergefell. <laughs> I'm sure that a million broadcasters have said this name by now. Um, but yeah, those three cases that are also precedent setting, um, those would affect contraception, marriage equality, and more, all on the basis of privacy, uh, which is how you know the justices validated this decision. One thing that really struck me, Morgan, was um, one of our news partners here in the city, Qberg. Um, they have a local blog for LGBTQ plus community. They published this really powerful, really short essay on Friday that opened with, quote, make no mistake, they will come for us next. And and I don't think they're wrong. <laughs> no, absolutely right. Are absolutely correct. You know that that it wasn't even within two hours that the news of Clarence Thomas coming out and saying, this is next, well, this is next. Part of his concurring opinion, yeah. So all of that comes out together. But yeah, the the dissent is vicious um, from the three Democratic justices um, or liberal-leaning justices. Um, but the concurring opinion, I would argue, is a bit more nightmarish um, if you do believe in abortion advocacy and, and right to access. Yeah. So let's try to end on a high note in terms of actual care. Nothing's going to change here, at least not yet. Um, but there still are ways that you can donate to Planned Parenthood, um, to other local organizations, grassroots organizations that are kind of doing the work. Um, yeah, all of these groups need help. They need volunteers. They need resources. Um, and tons and tons and tons of them have been posting. I don't think anyone's been shy about asking for what they need. You know, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like this wave of what happened in 2016 when Trump was elected. He threatened Planned Parenthood and suddenly they had hundreds of people calling being like, we would love to be, you know, the people that walk people into their appointments and protect them from, you know, protesters and others yeah. that would, would get in their way, which is great. But it takes a while to vet these people, make sure that they are, you know, doing it for the right reasons, that, you know, they have the time and the commitment and to get them trained up. Like, yeah, it, if you want to help, there are a million ways to do it. But if volunteering your time is one of them, uh, we would just caution patience um, because it's going to take a minute for all these organizations to really like get up to speed on this like they knew it was coming but it's still a lot to process yeah and of course there's the call for providers um but there are special certifications that you have to have to provide for abortions yeah in pennsylvania you do have to be a physician but there's been some interesting conversation around that um you know back to katrina um she was just she was a wonderful guest she said that you know she gets calls from folks that are like um you know i just donated let me know if you need anything else and she's like well can you provide abortions because you know as she said our belief is that if you're a clinician with a license and you can be trained in mentors like we need you we yeah. need you doing this right now yeah um so if you can and you're willing like let's get you trained up and ready yeah, so stick with us in the next few weeks. Megan and I are studying up on some of the privacy concerns that are out there for people seeking abortions. And people trying to help others get access to them. Yeah, so we'll be back with that info as soon as we get it all down. Yes. I mean this wholeheartedly. What other news has even been happening? But... That's okay. We've been seeing a ton of great information on social, and we want to share a few of those resources with you. And if you miss any of these, that's okay. They'll all be in the show notes, so you don't have to pull over or write anything down. We got you. First up, I need an A.com. Roe being overturned means individual states can decide whether to keep abortion legal. If you're like me and you've got friends all over the country, this resource will let you know about every state and where to get a local abortion. 
Over at PlanCPills.org, they've got comprehensive guides to abortion pills by mail in all 50 states. You can find medical support when self-managing at home through miscarriage and abortion hotline. They have licensed healthcare providers available to answer medical questions before and after these experiences. That's at mahotline.org. And of course, you can donate. Abortion funds all over the country are fundraising to help cover travel and support costs, especially for states like Pennsylvania, where we expect huge influxes of -of out-of-state patients. Locally, one of those organizations is Western PA Fund for Choice. Again, all these links are in our show notes, so check them out if you're interested in learning more. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you value the show, please tell a friend. We're daily now, so we'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. We'll see you then. You want to do it one more time, just like a little authoritative, a little less happy? I've never given you that note before. Okay. Yeah. (laughs)